Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time. Bully Ray and I get you ready for WrestleMania 36. Obviously, this is unlike any WrestleMania week. We do our best to get you ready for what we're going to see in the showcase of the Immortals, both Saturday and Sunday this week. Also, we talk about how WrestleMania 36 is going to be completely different without that audience in attendance and how really it's going to be focused and concentrated on the pro wrestling and how the cream is going to rise to the top with that WWE roster. Also, Tommy Dreamer joins the show, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, to help join us get you ready for WrestleMania 36. And also, Bully shares a moment, his favorite moment in WrestleMania, and it has to do with his dad. I think it's a great story. We do that all right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I bring him in, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy, how are you, man? Good morning. How about yourself, my friend? I'm good. I'm trying. I'm trying to get psyched up, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get ready uh, for WrestleMania, and this is unlike, obviously, any WrestleMania that we've ever had to deal with. Uh, but uh, you know, it's good to know that this weekend, a little bit of normalcy. This is usually like my favorite week of the year because we're usually out with the busted open nation hanging out before WrestleMania. Not the case this year, but we have this show, which is awesome. And uh, you know, I'm trying my best to 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 get as excited as possible for what we're going to see this weekend, Tommy. Well, I think what WWE is doing a great job in marketing this as this WrestleMania is so big, it's taking place over two nights, which I think is phenomenal marketing. And I listened to uh, Triple H was on ESPN last night and he put a really, really nice interview like he does. But like, you know, we're all trying to adapt to this new times and the fact that and you and I have discussed this, that professional wrestling just keeps on going and they keep on showing, you know, live content for television is very, very cool for the world because like Triple H said, you know, this was this was a, a, a big decision to make and he did it because, you know, we kind of, not so much as a distraction, but that's what we do in wrestling and, you know, the world needs it. So he was like, that's what we're going to do. So it's cool because when you think about, I mean, I know from a financial standpoint how much money um, 
I'm not making when I normally would leave like a Wednesday and probably wrestle two, two to plus appearances three times a week, that entire WrestleMania week. Think of the amount of money that WWE uh, will lose financially with, you know, not running an event like this. So, you, you know, people who are all over them for running the show, this is a gigantic financial, uh, you know, loss. But yet, you know, they're still doing it. Yeah, and and I I saw that Triple H interview as well, and you know he did a good job of having that smile on his face and talking about the smiles on people's faces and and reminding people that yeah each and every year there was you know between seventy five thousand and like we saw for WrestleMania thirty two that they replayed on ESPN last night over a hundred thousand people in attendance for WrestleMania and you're not going to get anything like that uh, this weekend. And you're right about the financial hit that everyone is taking right now, especially the WWE by losing all this revenue and merchandise and ticket sales. Um, But you know what? They're putting the show on because they want that sense of normalcy. And you know what? For, For us, the fans, we need it. Tommy, I mean, you and I talk each and every day with the Busted Open Nation. And, you know, you and I could talk about what happened last night. And you and I could talk about something that happened 40 years ago. But we kind of need this. This is kind of like our centerpiece as wrestling fans. This is the biggest event. And if we didn't have it, there would be that empty feeling. Then you would really know that, my God, there's something really going on in the world that to the point that not only is it changing what I'm seeing, but we're not seeing it at all. And we're seeing that across the board in entertainment and in sports, but it's good to know that we could rely on this weekend to watch WrestleMania 36. Absolutely. Uh, last night, a bunch of musicians, they all kind of synced up and they played from their houses and, you know, to raise money, um, that was across the board. And we're going to see more events like this, just how we do the show uh, differently. You know, I'm literally laying in bed as I'm doing this show. Um, I feel when everything is settled and we're going to get back to work and it will make us appreciate, well, at least for me, what we had and appreciate, you know, that what, you know, people, for us, it was never going to work, but, you know, being in the studio with, you know, all of us hanging out and then we got the nation and everyone just enjoying the simplest of things. And I think WrestleMania will be a giant relief for people. I've had people reach out to me for different things. It's always like WrestleMania season, you know, Hey, can you get me tickets? People you never heard of you hear from. And, you know, now it's people are hitting me up like, Hey, you watching WrestleMania? Hey, are you a part of WrestleMania? And it's just like, no, like, man, it's cool that uh, I'm going to be watching it. You know, I'm going to watch it with my kid. And, you know, these are people that I don't hear from a lot, but then it's also, you know, the casual fan because everybody knows what WrestleMania is, just like the Super Bowl, just like the World Series. And uh, it is going to be good. The card, it's a hell of a card already. And, you know, when you're also talking about adapting with the times, and I know you've, you've discussed it, like certain talents not being a part of it, um, normally the internet would be enraged or, you know, canceling a main event uh, match like with Roman Reigns. And then, but everyone's just like, eh, okay, cool. We'll just, uh, we'll see how it goes. So it, it's good because everyone is, we're being more civil towards each other. 
Yeah, and we need to be. And again, like we're going to try to avoid a lot of these spoilers when, you know, an ESPN was uh, reporting from that Ryan Satin report about Roman Reigns, but yet the WWE has not confirmed anything. So when you look at this card and right now, believe it or not, there's 14 matches confirmed for what's going to take place over the course of Saturday and Sunday and split into two nights, which I think is a wonderful decision since you're not doing it in front of a stadium and in front of a crowd. I think the best thing is to kind of split the show over the course of two nights and what we're going to try to do Tommy each and every day and you know listen it's a burden there's a lot on everyone's mind is try to get people to forget about those things for at least a couple of hours and you know let's treat this like what it is and that's Wrestlemania week and it it really brings back a lot of memories. I know for myself this past weekend, you know, with all this time on, on our hands, I went back and watched some old WrestleManias and I asked the nation, you know, their fa- their favorite WrestleManias. And it was great getting all the different responses and the reason why people said this is a top five WrestleMania to me and things like that. Maybe it's maybe it's because it's the first WrestleMania they saw or the first WrestleMania they went to live. I know for our cast with you, Tommy, and with Bully and with Mark, it's probably going to be experiences that you had in actual matches at WrestleMania. So I'm really looking forward to like just talking about WrestleMania 36, what's taking place Saturday and Sunday, but even just the history of what's taking place the last 35 years. Uh, and yesterday, what I'm enjoying about all this is people are, and these are not like famous people. This is just a regular person puts out a poll in the sense of like, I've read some like ridiculous ones, like weirdest social media interactions with wrestlers and people will, I'll be part of this list and people will write like the weirdest, funniest things. And when, you know, we were asked to put together our list, man, it was hard. And then when I, you know, I saw bullies, I saw yours, I was like, oh man, I want to change mine. For me, when I put together my list uh, and what's going on, I did it from a straight fan point of view when I was so, so hooked. And, you know, yesterday being uh, the anniversary of WrestleMania three, which for me will always be the biggest one even though, you know, last night when they aired, it had more people. But for me, and I think for a lot of people, WrestleMania three was, you know, the granddaddy of them all because it really just then turned the corner for WrestleManias. But um, I actually had no memory of, I think either concussions finally set in. I had no memory of WrestleMania, the WrestleMania that they, that aired uh, last night. Like I watched it on sports center like it was a complete new event because I had, I, well, I, for some reason, never saw the majority of it. I remember Shane's match, um, but after that, I had no clue about anything else. And I watched it all like it was a brand new show, and I really liked it. No, it was. It wasn't one of my favorite WrestleManias, but as I said to start off the show, watching it a second time, it was a lot better the second time, and just interacting with the nation while it was taking place was a lot was a lot of fun, and and that's what WrestleMania week is. And you mentioned WrestleMania three, Tommy, and you know for a lot of the the newer fans of pro wrestling, and when I say newer fans, you know fans over the last you know twenty years. You know, it's it's second nature to see a WrestleMania in front of, you know, 75, 80, you know, 100,000 fans. But, Tommy, when WrestleMania 3 took place in front of 93,000 fans, we'd never seen anything like that before. You know, the closest thing to that was 
you know, world-class parade of champions, you know, at Texas Stadium having, you know, 42,000 fans. Like, seeing 42,000 fans in a stadium was like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, just a couple of years later to see 93,000 fans at the Silverdome, like, you as wrestling fans, Tommy, at that time, you never saw anything like that before. No, and it was all, I remember it, like, because it was almost like a celebration. Like, we did it. The last time I saw something to that magnitude when I experienced it, like, was ECW's first pay-per-view. And then also, you know, with AEW's first, you know, pay-per-view, it was like, whoa, we're witnessing something super special because we haven't seen something like this in forever. Because, I mean, I remember it was a WrestleMania weekend where me and Bruno Sammartino were having a conversation. He was having a conversation about Hulk Hogan. And he was a little pissed. And then he was like, you know how many times I sold out Fenway Park? And I was like, no. And I was like, they had wrestling at Fenway? And he goes, yeah, me and Killer Kowalski, twice. Uh, you know, Shea Stadium. And I remember the Shea Stadiums, but it because it wasn't broadcast all over the world, it was just like a big event just for, you know, New Yorkers. And, uh, you know, this had the first, to me, you know, when... WrestleMania opens up or, or raw, you know, global, the global force in sports entertainment. WrestleMania three to me was the first global expansion of professional wrestling. And it's funny because you go back and watch that and it's an, it's an amazing WrestleMania, not just for, you know, everyone talks about Steamboat and Savage and, and obviously Hogan and Andre to end that show. But there were so many other great matches on that card, like Adrian Adonis and Roddy Piper and Harley Race and Junkyard Dog. But if you remember, it was billed like, you know, these superpowers, you know, Hogan and Andre facing each other for the first time. And, you know, the first time Andre was body slammed. And that's obviously not the truth because... Hogan and Andre had wrestled before, you know, Andre the Giant was body slammed before, but because it wasn't in front of a global audience, it was almost like it didn't happen. And it, it that's what I was kind of thinking about when you were sharing that conversation you had with Bruno San Martino. If it wasn't on a global level, a lot of people just didn't think it happened. You know, uh, I was also watching, I watch, as you know, world class and I was watching um, on YouTube, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and they were talking about an envelope of money being exchanged. And in world class, it was Gary Hart with Harley Race. And Harley Race, it was about a bounty on one of the Von Erics. And Harley Race was like what he, and it was King Kong Bundy who stooged it off because he delivered the money. And Bundy was like, this was for a hit on one of the Von Erics. And Harley Race came on and he was like, it was for a real estate deal. And Gary Hart had to secure the deal for me. And this was in 82. Like I told you, I was watching 1979 Harley Race. And they did the same thing with, they put a bounty on Tommy Rich. And somebody stooged off that there was money. And I go, this is the same exact angle. <laughs> But because television yep. wasn't, you know, even though it was on TBS, but not a lot of people had the cable and, you know, they could repeat a lot of stuff that, you know, happened. I mean, I also saw it with ECW where, you know, a lot of stuff was being repeated and they were acting like it was the first time ever because not everyone was seeing this thing called ECW on a worldwide global scale and, you know, WWE was basically borrowing some of those ideas and claiming it first. I mean, so 
that's just been the nature of the game. Yeah, and it's it's so different now because with our show and with the dirt sheets and everything, you can't get away with anything. Anything happens even in a you know a, a gymnasium in front of two hundred people. Everyone's going to know about it in the moment the, with the world that we live in right now. And and Tommy, I know for this week, and I, I again, I'm so appreciative that you join us at at seven at seven. I keep saying that the time that we're taping is at ten fifteen every morning that you join us and talk about it. I, I'm really looking forward to our conversations each and every day because you know you are kind of like me in the way that man i'm going to be breaking out the wrestling magazines today and this is where i always do it around this time i break out the wrestling magazines i put them in chronological order you know what i'm saying they get by date and by who's on the cover i'll be doing that later today while i'm watching you know uh wrestlemania you know four and five uh as i'm doing it and and this is where you become a kid again you know you break out the action figures break out the trading cards you know like this is where we could be a kid again and even though we're going through everything that we're going through right now because we know on saturday and sunday we're going to be watching wrestlemania 36 like this is where hey this week we'll try to be just a fan as we get closer and closer to wrestlemania 36 Yep, and WWE and the WWE Network's doing a great job. They're showing every WrestleMania on the network for free. Um, you could watch Wrestle this WrestleMania for free as well if you sign up for 30 days. And could really, like you said, just get you in the mood because there ain't a whole lot of uh, stuff on television. There's nothing live going on, so you might as well watch the network. And uh, I'm doing if i could do a plug yes because i was about Saturday. to ask you because you have a wrestlemania trivia coming up um, yeah. on saturday so please talk about that what's going on saturday afternoon well we're gonna put together i've done a few of these and it's a lot of fun it was you know packed bars and packed events uh and just all wrestling fans and they're gonna do one they kind of I don't know. I have to press a button and all these people are going to be basically in my living room and I'm going to be doing a trivia, you know, hosting a trivia contest and there's going to be some financial prizes. I'm also going to give away some of my own personal stuff that I basically just found when I've been cleaning my house and uh, let's see who's the most knowledgeable and uh, hopefully, well, I'll probably mess up on the air. That's okay. I did that last time, and I was giving away stuff that I wasn't supposed to. But that's all right. <laughs> well, I, I've yeah, we've experienced that before. You can register with Tommy's talking Brett about. Favre's the- <laughs> Hall of Fame ring is back, baby. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's around his finger. Uh, the best trivia ever, WrestleMania, with your virtual host, um, Tommy Dreamer. You can register at besttriviaever.com, and it's going to take place this Saturday at 4 p.m. So uh, everyone can find that out. Go follow Tommy at the Tommy Dreamer uh, to get all the information. And Tommy, man. Uh, I think what we're going to do this week is maybe we can get into favorite matches, favorite cards, favorite shows, favorite memories as we get closer to Saturday and Sunday, man. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow, Tommy. You got it, bud. I'll see you guys. Nation, be safe. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. It is WrestleMania week. We're going to do our best. Let me ask you this straight up because you're bringing up a lot of interesting points as far as like, 
you know, what those wrestlers are going to have to go through in that ring on Saturday and Sunday with no crowd. The, the lack of adrenaline and that energy rush, you know, for Saturday and Sunday. You know, these big matches, a lot, a lot of the wrestlers, you know, WrestleMania's old hat. But for a lot of these wrestlers, a lot of the younger wrestlers, never been in this position before. And a lot of these matches that we're going to see are going to be career-defining moments. Rhea Ripley, Drew McIntyre, these are career-defining moments, and it's going to feel different because of the lack of the crowd. Let me ask you, boy, because it's a tough question, I know. If it was up to you, would you still have it this weekend? Would you have postponed it? Would you have canceled it? Would Would you have done it a different way if it was your decision? If it was my decision, the number one thing I would want to do is not disappoint the fans. Now, one of the things they could have did, and I'm not saying that this is a good idea, as a former um, um, owner of businesses, when you leave it up to to the decision of the customer, you never know what you're going to, you know, what kind of feedback you're going to get, and it could affect your business. It might not have been a horrible idea to pull out, put out one of those polls that the WWE sends out and says, you know, due to the current situation, would you like the show to go on this year? It, it probably wouldn't have been a bad idea to get feedback from the WWE universe as to what they wanted to see. Um, when the WWE says that they're doing it for their fans, These are the cases where I truly believe it because I go back to what happened on 9-11 and how the WWE wanted to make sure that despite the nation was going through a really, really tough time, Vince was adamant about the WWE standing tall and helping people to heal through the form of entertainment. Here, Watch SmackDown for two hours tonight, and it, you'll forget about all of the horrible things that we're dealing with out there. And wrestling fans were extremely happy that we went out there and we did that as you know, as a company, because the number one thing they said was, "Thank you for helping me forget for two hours." Now with WrestleMania, I believe they're doing the same thing. I think Vince wants to help the nation to heal through his brand of entertainment. The hard part is it's not going to feel the same. Yeah, we might be kind of getting used to this thing with no audience. I think that's just a bunch of happy horseshit that you say on the show. Uh, to me, it's uh, to me. We're just getting through it. I'm not used to it. I'm not used to doing the show this way with you. I'm not used to watching Raw, SmackDown, and AEW like that. I'm not. I'm not putting that happy spin on it. I think it absolutely fucking sucks that there's nobody. You know that there's no fans there. I understand why, but to me, it's just we're going through the motions to make sure that the people at home are entertained, and that's where I applaud everybody. And this is why I think having WrestleMania is a good idea and why I think, think I would have made the same recommendation and decision. Yes, let the show go on. Because at the end of the day, even when there's 20,000 people in this arena, we're not playing to those 20,000. We're playing to the millions and millions at home. Yes, having the people there so you can perform in front of them, the adrenaline rush and the yays and the boos and the one-two kick, that all matters, but we don't necessarily need it 
to entertain the people at home. So I'd probably be like 51-49 in favor of, yes, the show must go on. And that's a great point, Bully, because, yes, like if you put that poll out there, you know, one of the 75,000 people who had a ticket to Tampa to see that show are going to be like, you know what, I want this postponed because I bought a ticket. I want to be in that audience. I want to I I join this party that is WrestleMania week and weekend. But you're right, there's – the millions of people that sit and watch it at home each and every year. Not everybody can, you know, go and take a flight to Tampa to be a part in that stadium. And they're going to be like, I want my WrestleMania. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on being there. I plan every time this year, no matter what, that I'm planted on my couch in my living room watching WrestleMania. So why would I want that to go away? Because there's going to be no audience in attendance. It's a great point because for the majority – they weren't even going to be in that part of that live audience. And even though all this stuff is going on, and you're right, maybe it is happy horse shit that I come, that I'm, I'm getting used to the, to the empty, to empty venue. I have no choice now, Bully, to get used to that empty venue because that's what we're going to see this week, next week, the week after that, a week after that, and the week after that. Yeah, so that's about a month. Yeah. That's this about is not the rest of our lives, Dave. True, but we You're not doing the show you're not doing the show from a corner of your house for the rest of your life. I hope not. We're not <coughs> so does Violetta. <laughs> We're not gonna be watching empty arena matches for the rest of our lives. So get it don't get used to it. Please don't get used to it. Because if you get used to it, it's gonna become the norm to you. We don't want this to become the norm. We wanna just come on and do our show and get through it. Not like get through it where just say anything we want for two hours <clears throat> and the nation will just, you know, listen to us and be like, oh, that was good enough. I mean get through it in these conditions. Just like the WWE has to get through it in these conditions. But I don't have to like it. And I don't have to get used to it. And I'm not used to it. And I'd rather have you in a studio because you have about 100 times more, you know, uh, passion in your voice and adrenaline running through you when you're in that studio. Because, because that it, studio is your fans. That's that. that I was just going to say, that's my environment. That, you know, you know, my environment is to be able to see, you know, Gabby across the board and be able to see you and be in that to be in a studio where it's soundproof. I could scream and yell at the top of my lungs and nobody's going to tell me to be quiet. Like, that's the environment I'm used to performing in. Just like, you know, Kiss, like they may be able to put on a free concert. But what good is that if it's in an empty venue and there's not 20,000 fans, you know, singing along to rock and roll all night? It's. It's different, but I have to adjust just like the WWE right now has to adjust to performing in front of no crowd. And the business side of it is like, obviously, you don't want it to be canceled because it's better to have what we're going to get than have nothing at all. And a lot of people said postpone it. Well, I think we're at the point now, bully postpone it to when. When, when are you going to postpone it to? To May? Don't think that's happening. Postpone it to July? Are our lives going to be adjusted well enough that we are going to be able to go to a stadium and watch WrestleMania in July or August? Is it going to be av available? So I don't even think that's an option. I think right now this is the only option for the WWE is to put on this show. It's either 
A, we put on the show the way we're going to do it over the course of two nights in front of no audience, or there's no WrestleMania at all. I know for myself as a fan, I'd rather have the WrestleMania I'm going to see this weekend than have no WrestleMania at all. I completely agree, and this is all in the interest of the fan base. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of pomp and circumstance, but when you strip everything away, hey, Dave, watch this. The WWE this weekend, WrestleMania, is not a sports entertainment show. It's a pro wrestling show. Because pro wrestling is the only thing they have to rely on this weekend. Yeah, you might you might jazz it up a little bit just to, you know, make it look as good as you can, but when you strip it all down, you're going to be looking at guys and gals in a wrestling ring doing the art of professional wrestling. Because without all the people there, without all the pomp and circumstance and the lights and the and the and the, the pyro and this and the that I look at it as pro wrestling more than sports entertainment. Yeah, uh, the graveyard match will be entertainment, and uh, the Firefly Funhouse will be entertain you know entertainment. But for the most part, these wrestling matches are about pro wrestling. It is stripped down to its barest essential. If you want to run a wrestling show, Dave, all you need is a ring and a warehouse and some wrestlers and sell tickets, and you have a pro wrestling event, right? Yep. That's what this is. All of the sports entertainment to me is now taken out. You're stripped down to pro wrestling. That's what's going to make it unique. When we go back and we talk about WrestleMania, the uniqueness of, oh, this was the Corona mania. And, you know, uh, you know, they had to do these things to get through it and get by it. It all comes down to the action in the ring. It all comes down to the sport of pro wrestling. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be unlike any WrestleMania because it may be my opinion would change over time. But, you know, I love going on the network and YouTube and I, you know, my DVDs and video cassettes that I, you know, converted into DVD watching old WrestleManias. I don't know, no matter what we see on Saturday and Sunday, if this is going to be a WrestleMania I go back and watch again because... Listen, the product that we watch on Saturday, Sunday might be amazing. The way they present it, the way they film it. But it's always going to have that aura of what we were going through at that time. And this is a very painful time for everybody right now. I don't know if I want to relive this. You know, we're looking at this WrestleMania as an escape. I don't know if I ever want to go back. When, when we get to the other side of this bully, I don't know if there's ever going to be a time in my life where I'm going to be fu- uh, fully capable and comfortable with going back to a point in time with, that was this nightmarish as what we're going through right now. With you being the super fan and just admitting to going back and watching old WrestleManias or old matches, um, how many times have you gone back and watched Funk versus Lawler in the empty arena? Or how many times have you gone back and watched Rocky versus Cactus in the empty arena? I've many times. I've watched those matches many times. Oh, well, then I'm completely wrong with the comparison that I was just going to make. I was going to say you probably wouldn't be going back and watching those matches because of the lack of people in the arena. No, because it, it, because it was unique. It's something that you don't normally see. And we saw it in TNA, too, with, with Angle and Sting, like their empty arena match. Like, it's, it's, it, there's a uniqueness tied to it 
but that uniqueness is now gone because your entire shows are being in front of an empty venue. And again, and even more than that, like when you go back and watch, you know, Lawler and Funk, it's attached to a, a, a feud. So this was, this was a story unto that feud. When you're going to this, there, there's no stories attached to this. The, the, the reason that we're not seeing a crowd is because it's not because this match is going to be so violent that there can't be, there can't be a crowd or, you know, there's no crowd because this was, uh, you know, at halftime of a Super Bowl. There's, there's no crowd this weekend because of the state that the world is in right now. You know, they, we're, we're fighting a virus that there's no answer for. This is out of necessity, not out of, like, uh, on purpose. It's because they can't have a crowd. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to be comfortable enough to go back and watch these matches because this is a nightmarish time for people. And even though this is going to be an escape and it's going to be a great escape and and maybe there'll be moments on Saturday and Sunday, Bully, where we kind of forget what's going on in the world. Maybe we'll be so caught up in the match that for a few fleeting moments, we're going to forget everything. But I don't know if I'm going to ever want to relive those moments after I see them on Saturday and Sunday. So here's something interesting. Uh, I never talk about five-star matches. You know how I feel about star ratings on matches. I think they're, you know, uh, I'm not in agreement with it at all. Um, Can anybody have a five-star match in front of no crowd? And has there been any matches in the past that you absolutely love that you would still love as much if there was no crowd there? If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Bully, you're talking a lot about the crowd interaction and a lack of crowd interaction that we're going to see on Saturday and Sunday. And then you asked the question, which I think is a really good one. You know, when you look at some of the greatest matches that we've ever seen, you know, would they still be one of the greatest matches we've ever seen if it wasn't an empty venue, if, if it wasn't the crowd participation? And when you look back at some of I'll, I'll say this. I, I don't know. Like some of my favorite matches are Steamboat and Flair. I don't know if the crowd interaction had anything to do with how great I thought those matches were. You know, I, you know, I grew up bully on studio wrestling. I grew up on Georgia Championship Wrestling when there was like 50 people in the audience. So the crowd participation was very, very minimal for a lot of those great moments and matches that I saw when I first fell in love with pro wrestling. But when you look at the huge landscape of WrestleMania, I know there's one match in particular that you're probably going to talk about that, you know, it was all about all about the crowd participation. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you can take the crowd away from Steamboat Flair and still have the same match as a fan at home. You could watch that and probably still be as invested, you know, without the crowd as you were with Mm -hmm. the crowd was kind of like the cherry on top. But what happens if you take the crowd away from Hogan versus Rocky at WrestleMania 18? 
it's uh, it's 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 non-existent. And the reason why is that what they presented before that match was your babyface Rock going up against the heel Hogan. That match changed because of the crowd reaction, because that crowd was in love with Hogan that night, and they weren't expecting that. So the story that was told changed because of the crowd interaction at WrestleMania. So which matches this time around, where would the crowd have been very important? And I mean, I think the two would be Drew and Brock, Mm -hmm. and especially Randy and Edge. To a degree, I'll even say Charlotte and Rhea, because I think there's enough people out there who have animosity towards Charlotte because she's been the chosen one for so long that they would want to have seen Rhea win. Now you take a young girl like a Rhea Ripley and you're asking her to get in the ring with Charlotte Flair and it's all stripped down now. It's all about your wrestling ability. And and really, it's like that for everybody there. But for a person like Rhea, who it's her first shot at the big dance, nothing to hide behind. No chance to hide behind. No, no, no nothing. Because, listen, even let's say Rhea were to go out there uh, against Charlotte. And Charlotte is a superior wrestler to Rhea Ripley. Not that Rhea Ripley is not getting there. And as the years go on, she's going to be superior also. But it's night and day when it comes to in-ring ability, talent, athletic ability, and level of comfort. Yes. Now, when you got a crowd there, when, you got, when you're riding the wave of that crowd, you can get by it. And if one or two things go wrong and you got the people on your side like Rhea would probably have, you can get through it. Hey, we see a lot of mistakes happen at AEW, but because the crowd is so into it, they just get through it and they look past it. Now... You're going to have talent out there like Aria, who it's their first shot at the you know at the real dance at the real rodeo, where everybody is going to be hyper focused on the athletic ability and the wrestling. That's all we have to concentrate on is the wrestling. That's why last week when you asked me about does this make any of the wrestlers up their game, I said yeah, they're wrestling because their stuff has to be crisp. It has to be tight. There can't be any holes in the work because the only thing we have to focus on is the working. We are wrestling as WrestleMania this weekend and pro wrestling in general is now only catering to the eyes. Think about it. What is wrestling catered to? It caters to the eyes and the ears. 50% of the time, we can get by on what we're hearing. I've seen plenty of stuff that sounded incredible, but looked mediocre. But the sound will carry you through because the sound is the perception and the action is the reality. And perception will trump reality. Now, all we have to do is watch. And we're hyper-focusing on the reversal of the hammerlock. And we're hyper-focusing on whether that punch landed or not. And we're hyper-focusing on whether or not the move was executed correctly. So that's why for somebody like Rhea, you really, really got to be on your game. And why am I choosing her? Well, it's because her first time to the dance. And those nerves could be there. 
And those nerves sometimes allow you to make a couple of mistakes. And, you know, the camera dictates where a match is going to go. And I mean it in this way. When there's a certain high spot or move that they really want to, like, focus in on, they go and they go to the, to see what the crowd reaction is like. I mean, how many times during a WWE match or any match, they go to the crowd and you see the crowd's reaction. And, you know, you always say, like, Pavlova, Alati, and Dog, like, the chants and the reactions. Did they help you feel what they're feeling because they're like, wow, if, if, if that crowd is chanting, this is awesome. This truly must be awesome what I'm watching. And you see the, the wide open mouth of, of a fan at ringside, then that's, that kind of insinuates or really kind of spotlights how big that move was or how big that match was. You're not going to get that. And I love what you said, Bully, about, you know, the pro wrestling. What did I just say? One match that didn't need the crowd participation or reaction was Steamboat versus Flair. Those are two of the best technical wrestlers of all time. If you go back uh, to WrestleMania three, what's the one match that probably didn't need that crowd interaction was Steamboat and Savage, one of the best technical WrestleMania matches of all time. Are you going to say that about Hogan? and What would Hogan and Andre have been like if you didn't have those 93,000 fans in attendance? Because honest to God, Bully, that was not a great match between Hogan and Andre. But when you look back on it, it was. Why? Because of the moments, because of the crowd interaction. The way that Hogan played up to those crowds you're not going to have that on Saturday and Sunday. So I think it's I think the biggest thing that you said and listen that th- this is not a negative cuz this could be a positive at the end of the day. Who knows? But this is all going to be about the pro wrestling that takes place in that squared circle. And you're not going to be able to hide anything. Just like we talked about, Bully. You can't hide the promos on the microphone because you're not getting the chants from the crowd. You're not getting the boos. You're not getting the screams. You're just hearing what that wrestler is saying into the microphone. And the cream is going to rise to the top. That's exactly what's going to happen on Saturday and Sunday because it's all going to be about the pro wrestling that's taking place in in the ring because anything outside of that is is a is a blank void there's nothing it's darkness there's nothing outside that ring except what's taking place in the squared circle and this is where you're going to see the true cream rise and where the talent lies because all eyes are on the athletic performance in the ring how good are you at your craft how good are you are making this art form look as legitimate as possible? You just mentioned Hulk and Andre. Remember the spot when Andre whips Hulk off and Andre goes for the boot and Andre got his boot <clears throat> about two feet off the ground and then Hogan ducked? I don't know what the whole hell Hogan was ducking under. There was nothing to duck under. And not only could not Hogan not duck under Andre's boot, he had to run around it. Did anybody care? No. Nope. 93,000 people carried you through that spot that didn't exactly go the right way. Strip away the 93,000 people, take that spot, put it in 2020, and everybody's jumping on their Twitter machine going, oh, they botched a spot. That's what they're up against. Excuse me. 
this weekend and what all are wrestling. I will give credit to AEW. I, I actually credit to AEW and NXT. The work has been so crisp. And on Raw and SmackDown also. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. Everybody, I believe, has been upping their game. But this is WrestleMania when your performance is supposed to be Super Bowl-esque. I'm sure the veterans will find their way, their, you know, a way to get through. I, I chose Rhea as an example because first time to the dance, first time jitters. She'll be in there with a pro. You don't want to make any mistakes because that's the only thing people are going to be able to focus on right now is the actual physicality. You know, and or, you know, like you said, the cream might rise to the top and maybe we're going to look at Rhea Ripley a different way because maybe she's going to put on a match for the ages on Saturday and Sunday. That's why you got to tune in because it's unlike anything we've ever seen before. And you know what? At the end of the day, maybe we're looking at these superstars even in a better light after what takes place at WrestleMania 36. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. We're going to try to make this week as normal as possible, Bully. For each and every nation member. And again, we're going to be sharing moments and matches. And it's 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 going to be funny. Before we go to the Busted Open Nation, is there one WrestleMania moment for you? Not, a, not as a performer, because I want to get into that later in the week. But is there one moment as a fan that stands out more than any other? After WrestleMania 3 was over. And me and my father were walking out of the Nassau Coliseum because that's where we watched WrestleMania 3. We didn't have pay-per-view at home, and that's what people did. They went to the arenas, and they watched it on closed-circuit television. Me, my dad, my uncle, my cousins went to go see WrestleMania 3 at the Nassau Coliseum on Long Island. And after the show was over, and especially after Hulk and Andre... I remember walking back to our car and my dad said to me, Mark, how did you like the show? And I looked at my dad and I said, don't worry, dad, that's going to be me one day. Wow. And that's my most memorable WrestleMania moment because how I felt after WrestleMania three, how I felt after Hulk and Andre and Feeling and hearing and seeing the electricity that that created, I wanted to be able to create something like that also. And to basically tell my dad in the parking lot, don't worry, I'm going to be able to do that one day and then be able to do that one day at the level we were able to do it at and then have one of those WrestleMania matches that will be talked about forever That's my most special WrestleMania moment because the moment for me was about me and my dad. And that's what will make it memorable forever. Yeah, that's that's an amazing moment to be able to to make that, you know, that just to to say that and to see that it happened. And, you know, going from being a fan and watching WrestleMania to being – you know, involved in one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. I mean, 
I mean, I hope that's not lost on you. I, I, I know you're still performing and still performing at a high level, but I hope, you know, there's moments that you can go back and look at that and be proud of what you were able to do. Of course, it's because and the, 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 the best part of the moment is that I got to share it with my dad. The funny part of the story is after I told my dad, don't worry, dad, that's going to be me one day. My uncle, Nikki, laughed at me, smacked me in the back of the head and said, yeah, OK, shut up, get in the car. Yeah, well, guess what, Uncle Nicky? He did it. So, okay. <laughs> How about me now? You. How do you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, because mine is WrestleMania three as well, because, you know, I was talking about it with Tommy earlier in the show, Bully. Um, you know, you never saw crowds like you saw at WrestleMania three, And I remember, you know, uh, in the magazines, um, you know, seeing, like, Parade of Champions at Texas Stadium with world-class championship wrestling and, you know, uh, Kerry Von Erich beat Ric Flair for the NWA championship in front of 43,000 people. And I remember seeing those pictures and saying, wow, like, th- that that's amazing. Like, they were able to get 43,000 people to watch pro wrestling. That's unbelievable. And I remember, you know, all the the talk and, and and everything that led to WrestleMania three, and that they, you know, over 90,000 fans, you know, can watch pro wrestling in the Pontiac Silverdome. And and I was thinking to myself, like, wow, like, could they get that? Are they going to get 40,000? Are they going to get 50,000? How embarrassing is it going to be with all those empty seats? And then, you know, I went and watched it at closed circuit at William Patterson College, and I'll never forget when it started. And the first thing you saw was that overhead view of the crowd at the Pontiac Silverdome and seeing every seat taken like that's the most memorable moment is to being able to say to myself wow holy shit like they 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 drew 93,000 fans for a pro wrestling event I never thought you know we'd be able to see that happen so that that's always going to be the lasting memory for me when it comes to all the WrestleManias that I've been able to watch. Do you remember the exact, I'm going to tell you a quick funny story, but do you remember the, the exact number of fans at WrestleMania three? Well, it was what? 93,127, I believe. One time we were in a meeting in TNA and this is when Hulk was, was, was around and we were, we were discussing something creatively. And I said, um, I said, hey, look, you know, there were 93,000 people in the Pontiac Silverdome, and Hulk stopped me, and he went, 93,103, or whatever the number was, and I popped so hard. But then when I think about it, you know, it's Hulk and Andre that drew that card. So basically what he's saying is, don't shortchange me my 153,000 people. Yeah. You know, because that's when... Characters like Hulk and Andre truly put the asses in the seats. It w- now it's about WrestleMania. WrestleMania puts the asses in the seats. WrestleMania three, Hulk and Andre put the asses in the seats. Yeah, it's it, it, you're 100 right. Like you know, everybody goes back and they they say, well, you know, Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat was you know, if not one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, and I don't disagree, but. Everybody went to see Hogan and Andre. Everybody wanted to see if Hogan could body slam Andre the Giant and pin Andre the Giant. Those were definitely the days of when people went to see a match. And without question, that was the main event match for WrestleMania 3. And it just shows you how great at pro wrestling is 
at making you forget. Now, we didn't have social media back then, and information did not travel at the speed of light back then. But everybody was wondering, can Hulk slam Andre? Can he do it? Can he get the seven foot four, 500-pound monster up and slam him? Well, well... The answer is yes, because he had already done it two times. Yeah, and, and other people had done it, too. You know, Harley Race. Yeah. Like there are other, other wrestlers have done it. And they were also saying that this is the first time they were ever meeting. And, you know, Hogan and Andre wrestled at Shea Stadium on the same card as Bruno San Martino and Larry Zabisco. So, like, you're right. We talked about that. You know, that tells you. I know that sounds crazy now because everybody knows everything in the moment. But back in the territory days, bully, you didn't know any. I didn't, you know, you didn't know anything than what was said to you on TV. So if if you didn't see it, it didn't happen. And now, like obviously I, he- I, Dave, I legitimately thought they found Jimmy Snooker on the island of Fiji. Like Captain Lou Albano found him in Fiji, and this was his first time ever wrestling. Yeah, and that's and where, then I heard like, <laughs> yeah, and but see, that's where it got me, and it's, it's kind of like when I saw that stuff, I was like, yeah, but I just saw him on Georgia Championship Wrestling two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had no idea who Snooker was, where he was from. I was like, wow, who is this guy? He looks so crazy. And then you know, you'd open up a magazine, and there he is, you know, working with Flair, and like, ah, yeah. oh, man, he's really not some crazy guy from Fiji. Well, actually, and also, crazy guy and also Fiji. too, like, and Flair has said this before, like, you know. We were amazed when, you know, Jimmy Snuka jumped off the top of the cage and missed Bob Backlund, and then a year later he hits Don Morocco, and Flair said, you know what, I had a cage match with Jimmy Snuka, and he did the super fly leap on me off the top of the cage. (laughs) But the only people that knew that were, you know, the 5,000 people that were in attendance. You know, so it, it it is a crazy time. All right, really quick, I do want to get to some questions and comments. Uh, Marvin in California using hashtag AskBlessedOpen. How about some Dave LaGreca pro wrestling power rankings? Mondays aren't the same without them. Well, you can go to the SiriusXM app and watch uh, the videos of my power rankings. How about and they're no going to return? They're going to return next Monday right here on Busted Open. No, I gave not. Bully. You know, with everything going on, I feel bad. You know, Bully. You know, we're all going through a tough time. I said, you know what? I'll make it a little bit easier on Bully. And I won't do the power rankings, but you know what? Screw that. He's still the same guy, and I'm going to do my power rankings. Uh, Tyler asks, and this is a legit question. Here's my question using the hashtag AskBustedOpen. What the hell is the Testicle Festival? You and Tommy have been talking a lot about the Testicle Festival on a Sunday. What is a Testicle Festival, Bully? Come on. He knows damn well what a Testicle Festival is. Come on, think you're, you're all about the testicle festival. You let him know. <laughs> all right, you're like sergeant at arms at the testicle festival. I love my testicles. There's no doubt about it. All right, Mister Furley, not the Mister Furley, but another Mister Furley. Hashtag. Ask Don't talk about open. your testicles. All right, all, completely off topic. What are your guys' quintessential four horsemen out of all the incarnations? What's your favorite four horsemen? I know for me, Bully, it was the original with Oli. Did you have a favorite uh, incarnation of the four horsemen? Yeah, the original with Foley. Did I just say Foley? You just said Foley. 
I don't believe Foley was a Foley. You know, unless, you're, unless you're talking about Axel Foley from Beverly Hills Cop. Akmad, Akvel, Axel. Aknel. Akmel, Ak. I'm making it the back with a lemon twist. It's good. You should try it. That reminds me of Step Brothers when she's like, my name is Pam. Pan? No, Pam. Pam with two M's? No, there's one. Pan? Aquel, Akmad, Aquel, Aquel. All right. So, I mean, for me, it's it's the original. It's with Ole Anderson. And they were great. You know, I, I loved with Barry Windham. But for me, it's always there. Even though Ole Anderson hates me, despises me, beat me up verbally for 45 minutes when we interviewed him 10 years ago, I still have to go with the original Four Horsemen of the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson and Ole Anderson. To me, that's the greatest incarnation of the Four Horsemen. And Foley Anderson. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.